Now we're going. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, gentlemen, we are now the learned men. Yes. Yeah. We learned things. I learned it. it, 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 it. <laughs> I am Winston Churchill. I am uh, Benjamin Franklin. Right. No, I lied, I lied, I lied. I am Frederick Douglass. There you go. Black History Month, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am Robert Zemeckis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got another LBJ. Hello. Hello, Mr. President. Hello, my sweetheart. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Are you? You know, the only one thing I dislike about this job is that uh, I'm married and uh, I can't ever get to see you. I just hear that sweet voice and uh, it's always on telephone. And I'd like to break out of here and be like one of these young animals down on my ranch, jump a fence. <laughs> I'll that pussy. Now that's going to set me up for the month. No, no that's you true. That's true, but we got to get together soon. We got well, to get this together some evening and just to I know, three or four of us sit around. Yep. <laughs> So what? Those are the good old days, man. Where you could just be a dude's rock kind of guy, for yeah. a woman. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just. That's that's the ultimate cat call. You could spit game on the phone, <laughs> on the phone. from the Oval Office. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, if I wasn't marrying behind this desk, I'd be jumping over that fence to get to that poster. It's pretty funny. Yeah. What do you think about most of the sex that happens in the animal kingdom is probably considered rape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, my uh, background on my computer at work turned into koalas, and I just look at them now, and all I see is little rapists. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen many instances of koala rape? Go to YouTube, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they Those just, sneaky little fucks fall just, down from the Yeah, yeah they, just, they just jumping on each other. Yes, uh, yeah. They, uh, they, do not, they do not get, they do not get consent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Times are changing. I'm, you know, I'm getting older. I just had a birthday this week. I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm. Uh, Do you really feel your age at this point anymore? Or not, is it just like- not really. But I was telling Donovan at work today. I'm like, I got another like ten good years in me until stuff starts falling apart. Why do you say 10? Because, you know, I'm 30 now. So when you're 40, stuff starts but like 50 seems like the new 30 like now. It. What do you mean? Like, just like, you know, more you're 50, men are- you're 30. Yeah. Like, you know, that doesn't that. seem like the no. crap age. No, you no. crap out at like 45. 45, yeah. <laughs> Your knees start to blow out. Yeah. You start to complain about stuff and blame it on old football injuries, but in yeah, all reality, yeah. it's because you oh, never yeah. worked out. <laughs> you know? That's funny because I do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking back, I was reminiscing about my grandfather, and I was thinking about this time. I kind of relate to him because he was talking about when he realized he was old and the first time that he kind of like came to that conclusion. I was like, oh, I'm an old man now. He fought in Korea. He's been through like seven wives. Like he, Damn. he, he lived a life, but he Mad said, daddy, he said the part where he realized that he was getting old was he was taking a piss and midway through oh, no. as is, as it usually happens with old men, it turns into something else. So he musters all of the prostate control in his body. He stops <laughs> midstream Ouch. and turns around and he's got, he's like on borrowed time at this point. So he turns around and as he's sitting down, he's flipping down the toilet seat and unbeknownst to him, his balls now lo- hanging lower oh, than they ever have before no. <laughs> have, have, have found purchase on the rim of the toilet bowl. And he's coming down with the toilet seat with all of his body weight and he smashed him like a fucking panini press. He he clapped his nuts. That boy clapped, clapped the his hell nuts. out of his nuts. Oh he told me that gosh. story and I laughed for oh, like an hour and a half. Fuck. And now I think about it and I'm like, dude, I'm eventually my balls are gonna be in the bowl, dude. I was like laughing. I was in tears. I was laughing so it's hard. Like you little fuck. Yeah, I would he, have been dying too, bro. I can't lie to you. I was I I couldn't breathe, dude. I was, <laughs> that was the funniest thing he had ever said. I'm on the lookout for like gray hairs and places and all that. And Wait, you really think you're gonna get any a thirty? Yeah, oh, I'm already. Got, I already I have already gray hair, some, bro. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. I already have gray hair. For sure. sad, I, bro, uh, I shaved yesterday, and um, I was just feeling around my face, feeling around my eyebrow this morning. I, p- I plucked this one long ass gray hair. Was it thick? It was thick as fuck. Yeah, bro. they get thick. <laughs> right, oh. right. It was, it was, it was weird though. It was, it was in the wrong, like a different position. It was underneath my eyes. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Your body starts turning on you when you get to be an older man. Yeah, man. Damn. It's hey, like, it's I'm a, sorry, you don't have to deal with that yet. It's, like it's put, time to take you, actually, you out of circulation. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move, that was. Uh, I want to talk about Lyndon Johnson's balls. But before we do that, <laughs> we need to give Manny a call. 
you know, and just see what he's up to. Call him out for why he's not here. Well, we'll know why he's not here. <laughs> I can hear the phone. The phone. You better phone pick up. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. Hello, Manny. Uh, hello. You're on the podcast. What's How you doing, up? my friend? I'm good. I I, I just I was just. Uh, Watching some Joe Rogan, you know, that's having that's, a good life. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're enjoying that. Now, th- they're giving you television privileges in the ICE detention camp. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's why you're they not call hearing. this. Uh, yeah, they call it some uh, re-education. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting re-educated. I, I already love Reagan. He's my favorite president. He's my guy. He's your guy. Uh, the original, yeah. the original deal maker. Now, uh, are they giving are they giving you all of the right medicine? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they keep asking me to choose between a pill. I mean, can I just take both? Yeah. <laughs> just hoarding you like them like mix, a squirrel. You like to mix and match. Well, we yeah. we missed you this week because we wanted to talk about um, uh, Yorge Zukov, one of the greatest Russians to ever live. But we'll do that next time you're here. But this week we're talking about Lyndon Johnson. Do you got any thoughts on him? Um, he had a huge cock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, massive. We called it jumbo. A jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude loved. I don't know why he loved to show off more, like his pride of his cock. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, when you got a cock that big, why not split? I mean, it was a, it was definitely yeah. it was definitely a power play for sure. They called, oh, him, yeah. they called him the master of the Senate, and I mean, he, he's he's liter- quite literally swung it around. He had a scepter. Yeah, yeah. swinging that shit. People so. don't know, but when he he didn't used to sign anything with his pen, it was just his dick. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he did a little mushroom print on the on the paper. Yeah. The, the presidential library is just a gigantic stone cock. That's what, yeah, mean, yeah. Is the the one in Vietnam that they made just just, just, so, they, just so they don't forget what yeah. the, what the score was. Yeah, you gotta you gotta see your dominant somehow. I heard he, I heard he was mad when they came up with the name Operation Rolling Thunder because he wanted to call his dick that instead of Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Get it tattooed on the side. Yeah, with room to spare. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the man was a. Would you say he was a, a, a sigma, a sigma male, or whatever you're always saying? Yeah, he was a sigma male. He, he was on that grind. He was set. on a grind set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from Manny. So, uh, other than yeah. Joe Rogan, what else have they got you reeducating with over there? Well, for some reason, uh, I've been having to build this wall. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? <sighs> What else have they been having me I also do heard, here? I also heard they're showing you just a lot of Mind of Mencia reruns. Is this podcast <laughs> supposed to take place in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> no, buddy. This is Biden's America. That, that camp's still there, bud. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're doing your patriotic duty. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, then I'll be heading back home. Uh, apparently, I'm, I'm supposed to be something called an agent. Um, you're an op yeah yeah an op that's, that's what they're calling that's me they're calling I gotta you. cause some trouble you know you're gonna have you're gonna have some plans and, and start uh, you know talking to people on parlor about all these different schemes you got going yeah for some reason they keep saying they're gonna send me home but I don't remember Argentina being my my place <laughs> uh, so I think honestly, they just throw a dart at the board of all the brown skin countries, and you're lucky if you don't get Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because my uh, great great grandfather's from Haiti. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> <That's> anyway, <laughs> <same>. <laughs> uh, well, um, do, uh, are they letting you have any of your League of Legends privileges? I, I mean, are you able to still grind? Uh, yeah, they they have been teaching me how to resist torture. So, <laughs> uh, just and which is also not just being in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just punctuated that with his coke. Yeah. Well, Manny, um, I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine you've got to go back and uh, get back on the line. Is it going to be chow time over there soon? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, it's only tacos. Uh, <laughs> Harder it sauce, be, yeah. But it's Del Taco. If they're sponsoring it, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, Del Taco and Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, get get a nice sheet of beef jerky for me, bud. Okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks, thanks for picking up, man. Talk to you later. Bye, man. Of course. You guys have fun. See ya. Stay strong. <laughs> oh, good Manny. Good old Manny. Uh, Let's say it. Prayers up for Manny at the ice facility. No one better drop the soap around him. <laughs> really? Ah, it's fuck or be fucked in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do you guys want to talk about Lyndon Johnson first? This, the depressing stuff or his balls? I mean balls. Okay. We were just talking about the cock. <laughs> we well, worked I, uh, the shaft. Now we move our way down. I have, I have some good exhaustive notes on uh, his. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So let's start with an article. Uh, <laughs> LBJ used this one thing to control others around him, which became known as the Johnson treatment. It's an article by uh, the History Collection. Uh, now here is a, a lovely picture of something I like more than him swinging his dick around. Well, he was he was a very tall man, and he used to just impose over people. <laughs> that looks like a Three Stooges like promo. Yes, pick. yeah. So he uh, <laughs> it'll probably be the cover of this episode. So hit up Patreon if you want to see it. But um, he would literally he would ask a senator, you know, hey, you're gonna vote my way, aren't you? That's that's right. You are, you know, he's, and he would just slowly <laughs> loom over top of them until they would, you know, just laugh. And then then he would get very serious. You're voting for me. Yes. Right. And then uh, he would get what he needed. So <laughs> I just got I just thought about something. Mm-hmm. People call their penis jo- a, John- a Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I think it's where it comes so, from. You think so? I believe so. Oh, wow. I wouldn't Damn. be I wouldn't be surprised that that's uh, that my mind. Well, you just learned it something. Just learned it something. Yeah, you're a learned man. <laughs> well, uh, Johnson didn't seem to be very shy about his bodily functions. He would frequently demand that his people follow him into the bathroom and continue speaking to him as he used the toilet with the door open. <laughs> That's a fucking power move. Yes. Once, while speaking to his national security advisor, uh, McGeorge Bundy, in the bathroom, Bundy turned away to face the wall. <laughs> Johnson yelled at him to come to to come closer so he could continue speaking to him. Bundy walked towards the president while still facing the wall as Johnson called him closer, causing Bundy to almost accidentally fall into his lap. Look in my eyes. Johnson also didn't really care about where he used the bathroom. When Johnson was at home on his ranch, he would often cruise around in his car while drinking beer, which obviously upset the Secret Service. <laughs> This is my favorite part of anything we're going to talk about today. When the president stopped to relieve himself on the side of the road, the Secret Service agents guarding him would rush to catch up. Once while Johnson was in the middle of the process, a gust of wind caught the stream, blowing it onto a nearby Secret Service agent's (laughs) leg. When the agent told the president that he was urinating on his leg, Johnson replied, I know, that's my prerogative. (laughs) Now, if that doesn't sum up... American that is a dude, politicians. Bro. I mean, that's that's American politics fuck? in a nutshell, right that's there. That's a Mac Daddy. I'm pissing on you, and that is my prerogative, my friend. <laughs> Just take it, take it, take yeah. It, take, it. <laughs> take the pee. Uh, Johnson seems to have turned this kind of behavior into an important rule of the Johnson treatment. It's a way to establish kind of m- macho dominance over the people he was speaking to, and more importantly, let him show off his penis. <laughs> While standing at the urinal, he would sometimes swing around to continue the conversation at, uh, that he was having, his genitals hanging free. Once he even pointed out to a lawmaker standing next to him and asked, you ever seen anything this big? <laughs> Johnson then continue spe- continued speaking about an upcoming legislation as he swung his penis around in his hand. Like a, like this like Mr. Peanut in his cane, you know. Like, that's fucking hilarious. It's it, uh, honestly, dude. Just what a fucking cold pimp. Seriously, Johnson was famously proud of his penis, affectionately nicknaming it Jumbo, and he often found ways to work it into a conversation. After his term in office was over, a tape surfaced of Johnson speaking to a tailor, which we've heard before. Oh yeah, love. Uh, <laughs> which he brought up the fact that his pants didn't leave enough room for his genitals. Quote, the crotch where the nuts hang is too tight, he complained. <laughs> it's just like riding a wire fence. See, if you can leave me an inch from where the zipper ends round under the back to my bunghole so I can let it out there if I need to. <laughs> of course, tight pants may explain why Johnson would often reach in his pocket while speaking to senators or congressmen and rustle around in there, <laughs> casually adjusting himself. It also gave him an opportunity to remind people that he had a really big penis, yeah. which he often did. He was just rubbing it like good he just boy. Literally playing good some, boy. He was playing pocket pool, man. But it's like pocket uh, cricket. I don't know. Pool. Yeah. Basically, pocket pool noodle. Uh, basically, Johnson thought it was a good way to let them. 
it was a good way to let them, I guess, know is what this person meant to say, that he was more of a man than they were. So they should do what he said. In fact, Johnson seemed to have been pretty obsessed with his penis in general. That's like the third time this guy has said the same thing. He's not a great writer. No. And he once even used it to justify the Vietnam War. This is my second favorite part of this article, because this, you'll find, completely sums up uh, American foreign policy. Johnson was in the middle of a very unpopular war, and as a result, journalists often asked him to point out uh, pointed questions about why the U.S. was involved in Vietnam. Once, when Johnson was speaking to a group of reporters off the record, someone had just asked such a question. Johnson, feeling frustrated, pulled his penis out of its <laughs> pants and said, this is why. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> American foreign policy, baby. <laughs> No, so he got big dick energy, bro. Yes. What the fuck you mean, boy? Yes. He's a, he created big dick yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> the reporters were undoubtedly shocked, but Johnson seems to have felt that it was the best way to make his point. I mean, it, I certainly did. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's hard we're to say- We're going to invade here and here. It's hard to say what exactly the point Johnson was trying to make with a gesture. Um, we're America, we got a big dick, and we'll swing it whatever, wherever we fucking want to. <laughs> so, all right, let's skip ahead a little bit. Um. That wasn't the first time Johnson casually revealed himself to reporters. One day after a 1964 presidential campaign event, Johnson invited White House reporter Frank Cormier onto Air Force One to hold an interview. As it was a very hot day, Johnson decided to lose his shirt and pants while speaking to Cormier. Then, as Cormier described it, he shucked off his underwear and continued the interview stark naked. His only cover was a towel, which he used to make gestures, emphasizing his points instead of wrapping it around his waist. <laughs> just, just incredible. Just my what a, God, what a he's guy. He's my fucking hero. Yes. Uh, and if that meeting wasn't the first time he got naked during an interview, it also wasn't the first time he made a connection between his penis and the military. Once when Johnson was trying to have a shower installed in the White House, he made it very clear that he wanted powerful jets to shoot water directly at his crotch. <laughs> when told that it was, would require too much plumbing work, Johnson replied, if, if I can move 10,000 troops in a day, you can certainly fix the bathroom any way I want it. <laughs> Johnson was the kind of man who didn't like to be told no. How do you tell no to a man with a dick so big he'll hit you with it? <laughs> Yeah, he could club you to death with that thing. <laughs> oh, hell no. Lady bro. Bird was uh, constantly getting her back walls blown out. <laughs> <laughs> How could she walk? Yeah. So that's a, that's quite the beautiful article on Lyndon Johnson. Now, as much as that in, would endear any of us to him, uh, he, like the article says, he was, you know, in charge of a very, you know, extraordinarily unpopular war, an unwinnable clusterfuck that was just going on and, and perpetuating itself with, with, you know, no end in sight. Um, the beginnings of it, I found in doing some research today, I mean, we could talk about the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which kind of kicked it off. It's famously one of like America's earliest false flags. Yes, yeah, very famous. Yeah. And uh, I know you guys don't know much of it, but our <laughs> listeners might. But instead of talking about that, because I didn't do the research on that, I did it instead on uh, what, Johnson and his secretary of defense, Robert McNamara, kind of authored, they were like, the, the beginning of the Vietnam War was their brainchild through something called Operation Rolling Thunder, which, as I said earlier, should have been the name of his penis. <laughs> um, it was interesting because it was a civilian, like a civilian devised operation. Yeah. Uh, basically what the idea was as a way to not arouse any, like to, a way to not kick the beehive of China in the Soviet Union, he wouldn't fight a ground war at first. He would just fly planes in and bomb Pew. everything. Yeah, <laughs> napalm, uh, Willie Pete, you know, white phosphorus. Like they went scorched earth to try to apply pressure to North Vietnam into going into negotiations. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the largest aerial uh, campaign of the Vietnam War. It was also intended to boost the morale of South Vietnam and Saigon, who we were kind of having fight as our proxy. Right. You know, we, we tend to do that the a lot. Front now. man be yeah. like, uh, go, go in there, Canada. We're right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> it was also intended to, you know, hamper infrastructure, ammunition, deep ammunition, depots, uh, communications between the North and the South and prevent supply lines from going, you know, North to South. Uh, what's interesting about it too, is the U S air force and the Navy were both flying planes at the same time. But if you know anything about the way the military is like, carved up each branch is its own thing they don't report to each other there's no centralized 
head of the military as a whole. I learned that from watching Space Force. There you go. So <laughs> they didn't have to say, hey, I'm going to be in this area today bombing. So you guys take this other area. So they would frequently interfere with each other's, you know, they would. Dude, <laughs> I was going to blow that up. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Come on. It's kind of like getting a kill <gasps> snaked away from you in Halo. You, know? <laughs> you, put, you put like 50 shots of a battle rifle into a guy and somebody comes up and just clips him with a plasma pistol and then he goes and you get the assist son of a bitch yeah it's uh, like shit see I hate that for COD I yeah feel, I hate that shit somebody hits him with a combat knife or a throwing yeah. knife and you're like fuck you man, man. Yeah. motherfucker the very first strike of the operation was a small ammunition ammunition depot and that kind of it was, it's funny because that kind of set the tone for how much of a failure this operation would be that it eventually lasted the entirety of Johnson's overseeing of the war. I mean, it was just a small ammo depot. It didn't do much to intimidate anyone. And he, what he would do is he would constantly, you know, send these bombing raids out and then call up North Vietnam and be like, you guys ready to talk yet? And they were like, <laughs> no, who fucking cares? Because the minute they would stop bombing, they would mobilize and they would rebuild and get roads going in a different way. They would adapt because it was their country. They knew how to like work with it and not mm -hmm. against it. Um, Big dick president wasn't having it. Yeah. It never reached the political goals of its operation. And that's really funny and kind of sad when you think about it, because it was a political cudgel, much like his dick. Um, <laughs> it was, it was something to be swung around to show it to kind of back up. He wanted to back up the narrative that these Viet Cong are, are ragtag groups of, you know, uncivilized and untrained, uh, you know, boys with rifles, and they'll be very easy to stomp out. And this will be a good foothold in that area while we're trying to stop the spread of communism. That was their whole thing. But, but in this war, the North Vietnam had a lot of, like, surface-to-air missiles, tons of stuff to really fuck up <laughs> the military. Um, the the F-105 was used to absolutely disastrous results. By the end of the operation, we had lost half of the fleet. You know, mil millions of dollars per aircraft. Um, the Douglas A-4 Skyhawk also suffered heavy losses. Like a third of that fleet was wiped out. Um, and the, uh, finally, they got the Grumman A-6A Intruder that was designed to work at night and in poor weather conditions because that, at that point, was the only way that they could stop these strikes from happening. Because if it was cloudy, it would fuck up the radar. They had a very robust uh, anti-aircraft and SAM arsenal. And what's also crazy is like, they're just, they're straight anti-aircraft guns. Like the, the planes would have to fly low enough to be under the SAM radar, the surface to air missile radar. But that would make them low to the point where they could literally just get in the artillery and just blast them out of the sky. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Um, they had about just short of 6,000 AA guns, and they just, like I said, cheeks were clapped, uh, <laughs> like all over that place. So, um, yeah. Uh, by the end, the casualties, this is pretty sad when you oh, think about the, no. the numbers, the pure numbers we were putting up. 182,000 civilians were killed over the course of Operation Rolling Thunder by you know, airstrikes and Jesus napalming. And, and when you look Jeez. at videos of the, you can look them up on YouTube. They're just dropping bombs on what looks like empty fields and stuff, but they're like somebody's farm or, you know, somebody's house. They, people live there, you know. We kind of did their propaganda work for them. Yeah. We made it very easy to hate Here us. come the crazy Americans. Yeah. It just made it so easy to create propaganda. Like, hey, your brother died uh, in, a, in, a, in the blink of an eye in a huge ex fire explosion. Um, you're pretty pissed about that, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, here's some black pajamas and a, a gun, and now you're going to be in the Viet Cong. And that's they would, you know, get they would get their numbers. And they would do guerrilla warfare. The United States was just sending guys out. When the ground troops did eventually arrive, they were sending out search and destroy parties. So they would go to an area where they had heard or been tipped off that the Viet Cong were there. And another funny thing is if, if somebody was mad at their neighbor or somebody in like a neighboring village, they would find the Americans and go, hey, he's a Viet Cong. And then they would go and wipe him out <laughs> and burn everything. And then they would just like... Talk about a crank call. Yeah. It's like if... Damn. Yeah. hating that shit. Right yeah, there. exactly. Smith, I told you to stop stealing my paper. Yeah. He's Viet Cong. That's you left your fucking trash can on my driveway. Like, can, dog, hey, but can you imagine it, like the amount of people that actually wasn't and they just they just told them that they was oh uh, yeah about one hundred eighty two thousand yeah just, <laughs> just oh I lied out that he wasn't he wasn't one of them it was just 
I hate his ass. I George the Marines would have gone, eh, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the, uh, Johnson's overseeing of the war, Johnson and McNamara, who, the, you know, this was their brainchild, had then gone like, this was a terrible idea. Whoever thought of this as an idiot they <laughs> had completely flipped on it. Like, like total, you know, politics, you know. Of course. Sounds about right. Yeah, they, they lost hope that the pressure could actually be applied, which is, again, sums up the entirety of Vietnam. And Johnson ordered a partial pause on uh, March 31st, 68, and a full halt on November 1st, 1968. Now, that's not the only reason. The failure of Operation Rolling Thunder is not the only reason. It was a cascade of failures that caused the, uh, this, this thing to fail. So I'm probably going to cut out a lot of the uh, Vietnam stuff because that was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> And it may be a little short. I'll keep the penis stuff. Yeah, the dick stuff is gold. Yeah. Uh, so if you're just rejoining us and you, there was a weird edit there, it's because a lot of this other stuff that happened in Johnson's career was super depressing. <laughs> and we just kind of all sat here with thousand yard stairs and just like thought about the sheer numbers of deaths. And we were like, this isn't fun yeah. or, or, or good. But hey, let's talk more about his dick. <laughs> I'm all for that. Okay. Mm Johnson would also drive his car around with friends that he'd invite over to his ranch in Texas. Um, and he'd drive down a steep incline toward a lake and <laughs> pretend to lose control. And he would shout, like, the brakes don't work. We're going in. We're going under. And the car would splash the into fuck? the lake and everyone in the car would be screaming. And Johnson would be doubled over laughing because he was a proud owner of an amphibia car. The only amphibious passenger car ever mass produced for civilians. Oh my as, god! As in, as in, like he could go in the water with the car, like James yeah. Bond. Oh yeah. wow! It turns into a submarine. Yeah. He also he also had a side pussy warning buzzer. What? He had a buzzer installed that. Uh, so he would have like secretaries and. Uh, he he said, uh, you know, uh, when people would talk about JFK's conquests in the Oval Office, he'd pound his fist on the desk and scream, "Why well, I had more women on accident than he ever had on purpose." <laughs> He probably didn't say women. He probably said pussy. You know? And that very well, way, that very what, and that may wear it. And that may <laughs> very well have been true. Easier. Johnson brought a lot of pretty young things back from Texas to the work of the White House, even if they couldn't type. He even had a buzzer installed in the Oval Office so that the Secret Service could warn him when his wife was on her way. Oh fuck, Mabel! Get your clothes on. Yeah. Also, his uh, his chair was a helicopter chair. No. Yeah. This dude's like fucking Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Even he had monogram towels for every member of his family, including the dog, Little Beagle Johnson, <laughs> LBJ, you know. So, yeah, it was uh, Lady Bird Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, Bane Johnson. Yeah, so. So anyway, um, <laughs> we need to lighten it up, Haven. I'm sorry I bummed you guys out, but we're supposed to be talking about history. And I just wanted to show both sides of the man, you know? Yeah. I mean, to, and to be honest, we're skipping over another. Had a great penis, another... bad politics. <laughs> well, yeah. But he did get the civil rights movement passed with all of the legwork done by Dr. Martin Luther King. And the people involved in his movement had to literally, like, go around and lobby everybody in every district from, like, a like off of a list in order to make it happen. And it's just so crazy to think that that had to go through that. And it was so recent when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what, like uh, 60. 60 years? Yeah. 60, 60 years ago. Yeah. Damn. So Damn, My grandma went through that shit. My grandfather went yep. through that shit. Um, How fucking horrible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you, if you see elderly black folks, they lived through that. Mm -hmm. They saw those things, the fire hoses and the dogs and shit. And, you know, some some white folks went through it, too, as in. They would say things like, well, I don't have a problem with them. You know, they would, they, they <laughs> yeah. would yeah, all that. Pass the buck. Yeah, they would kind of just, like, you know, beat around it and stuff. So, yeah, this, uh, this, this became a bummer pretty quick. So why don't we talk about uh, Benjamin Franklin being a horny motherfucker? <laughs> all for that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Now, I just blindly clicked the first biography article I could find, but let's go through it and make some jokes, gentlemen. Let's just start your engines. I'm going to need some help on this one. Benjamin Franklin was a lover of knowledge. After all, he was a quintessential Renaissance man. He gave us the lightning rod, the Franklin stove, bifocals, and poor Richard's almanac. He was also an indispensable politician and civic activist who not only helped lay the groundwork for the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution, but was also the country's first ambassador to France. Fancy now, man. But dig a little deeper in the history <laughs> books, and you may be surprised to find that the genteel, wise, and portly old Franklin had an uncontrollable weakness for the opposite sex. Boom tang. 
As a teenager, <laughs> weird way to start this after that, follow that <laughs> sentence. He made his advances toward his good friend's mistress. Yes, that was the end of their friendship. Damn, dude, he was trying to fucking That's snake. Like trying to fuck your mom. <laughs> no, no, his good friend's mistress. So he was like, so it's like if if you tried to like like snake Drew's side piece. Not that he has one, but <laughs> if, if Drew had a side piece, you would like try to snake her away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's dirty, oh, yeah, dude. That's doing it dirty. We call, technically, we call, we call that backdooring. <laughs> backdooring the fuck out of someone. Yeah. But <laughs> technically, he could not have had penisary contact with her Volvo. Good, good Sopranos, Paul. Shit. Uh, <laughs> and let's not forget in his early 20s, he fathered an illegitimate child whom his wife Deborah would eventually help raise. That wow. is some that is some fucking alpha energy that's right there. That's insult to injury. That's the equivalent. That's the same energy you get when you get in a fight with your partner and you slam the door and leave for like two and a half days and come back and act like nothing happened. <laughs> and you're like, what are you gonna do? Leave me? <laughs> that, you have to have that same level Ra- of raise like this fucking kid. Yeah. You, you raise my raise, raise this bastard. Ra- raise my side piece child. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin's libido is apparently so strong, he himself was scared of it. <laughs> I can't control uh, it. Help me. <laughs> I can't stop coming. In his autobiography, he confessed, the hard-to-be-governed passion of my youth had hurried me frequently into my intrigues with low women that fell in my way. <laughs> God damn, anything. dude. He's he like, I fucked, homeless. I fucked down, dude. That's how much I needed it. <laughs> the lowliest of bus station skanks. <laughs> The yeah, most yeah. high-class debutante bus station skank. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies' man. All right. Uh, but, but even with the passage of time, Franklin's passions were unrelenting. In fact, they seemed to have only grown stronger. From age 50 and until his death at 84, he spent very little time in Philadelphia with Rebecca. Do you think he had a Philly accent back then? He probably did. He sounds like a Philly guy they through and through. They probably took that yeah, out yeah, of the history book. Just, from that, just like, from that little story you just said just yeah, now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oi, bring that puss over here. <laughs> nice try. Uh, yeah, I don't know Philly. <laughs> he's, he's Austrian enough for that shit. Yeah, what the? That was <laughs> I don't know what Philly accent sounds like. Yeah, you just start by saying go over to the war war. The war war. I'm not doing it great either, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <you> just, <laughs> Yeah, Rebecca, where's my fucking uh, other kid? Not the one you, not the one you squirted at your puss. The other one. Where's that one? Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna go tie this key to this fucking kite and see what happens. That is Philadelphia idiot behavior. Like, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this this is not gonna this is not gonna go bad at all. No, no, no. no, no. no. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out how fucking lightning works. Yeah. Check this out. A whole bunch of vaults, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, wrap that hoagie up. I'll be back for it in a minute. Um, I'm going to go try to sit sh- shit out. <laughs> By the way, I invented these new kinds of glasses. I can check out chick's cleavage from far away and, and up close. <laughs> I can look down into the bottom and I can fucking see tits still. Because, <laughs> yo, my eyesight might be going, but my fucking dick ain't. I'm ready to go, yo. That's another point. This is a time when there was no There's Viagra. no dick pills. There's no so d- he was raw This was a that dick pill this time. time. What was he That's like? a fucking man. What do you think his thing was? Because at that point, when you get old to the point where your dick doesn't work no more, you got to find something to like to something crazy. Yeah, the, to, just to try to get it up. The hot sauce finger up your asshole. But it sounds the, like you know, anything goes for him. Like he could get fucking hard by looking at a fucking thing of butter. The Land of Lakes uh, Indian lady? No, I just I mean, I've known to... That, that's been known to knock one loose every now and then with me. <laughs> no, I meant like a butter churner. Like, oh, like a woman churning yeah. butter. Yeah, that would do it too, honestly. Hell yeah, because she got to bend over while she's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> something, something low cut, you know? So, yeah. It's a hot day. She comes up on back doors. <laughs> but also, could you imagine how bad sex would have smelled back then? Oh. Just the fuck fumes emanating off oh. of people would have been horrific. <laughs> It's already, oh it's already not a good smell. Especially oh, the, the low women that fell in his way. Because <laughs> yeah. you no know they ain't been washed. Yeah. No showers. No. That shit smelled like tuna. It's like <laughs> the day after they, the day after they bathed was the fuck day. <laughs> but then Once that makes him stink for another month. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He I, wants to keep that stain going. Gonna, he wants to remember. <laughs> I'm going to smell like pussy for a month. But like he'd be stoked on it. Can yeah. you imagine how bad the signing of the Declaration of Independence uh, yeah. smelled? Oh. You know, just just fat hey, dudes just, sweating. Just, hey, just send it send it to the little boy Pete, and he'll bring he'll yeah. bring it to me to, to sign. For real. <laughs> 
But even talking about him not having dick pills, but even in the passage of time, Franklin's passions were unrelenting. In fact, they seemed to have only grown stronger. From age 50 until his death at 84, he spent very little time in Philadelphia with Rebecca. She died 16 years before him. (laughs) Yo, and it definitely wasn't manslaughter, nor was it fucking murder. Yo, she wanted to drink those natty bows. I didn't fucking pour them down her throat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She drank six four lokes, and she fucking tried to uh, to climb on top of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> I told her not to. All right, um, I only drink the brews my bro Sam Adam makes. <laughs> <laughs> she drank a couple Sammy Ams. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, for most of those years while she was dying, he was busy hobnobbing in London and Paris. Accruing a reputation for his extracurricular activities. So affirmed a verse that he that was circulating around him. Franklin, though plagued with fumbling age, needs nothing to excite him, but is too ready to engage when younger arms invite him. <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful poem. That's beautiful. A, a letter just basically about getting like just just dick down, just just dicking down uh, like younger women like. But, you know, I don't know how old they would have been. Let's just say to not get sued by his estate if it still exists. Let's say they were in their early 20s and yeah. he was like 60. You know, it was a real uh, like Anna Nicole Smith situation. Yeah, shit right there, boy. Yeah. God, no. A letter reveals his views on women. Oh, this ought to be oh, good. Shit. Perhaps one of the more revealing documents on his views on women, which helped, uh, which had been known in certain circles but kept under wraps for almost 200 years, was a letter he wrote in 1745 offering advice to a young man who was having trouble with his own insatiable libido. How funny would it be if he was like a William F. Buckley style guy and he was also into dudes? And he was like, I can help you with that. Let's go yachting, my dear boy. I'll show you the ways. So this guy wrote a letter to Ben Franklin though. He's like, yo, I, my dick doesn't go down. It's like one of those Dear Abby letters. Yes. Dear Franklin. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've whacked it and whacked it, and I don't know what to do. I've even taken to making, to lubricating softer of the deer skins that I've gathered to try to make a, a woman's false genitalia. Yet nothing works as good as the touch of a, of, do you, of a lass. Do you think they was people was masturbating back then? Yes. Of course. That, Cavemen were masturbating, dude. Yeah. But I, Whenever I, whenever you see, hear about cavemen masturbation, you think of them just rubbing each other's noses. What? what? That, no. That's Alaskan people. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that's Inuits, dude. <laughs> oh, wrong. Also, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have a lot of buffer zone, but if I would have said that, that would have erased it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard that from a white guy who looked both ways before he told it to me. <laughs> you always look both ways before being racist. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Oh, my God. The panic on your face. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He's actually got some choice advice. Uh <sighs> Uh, advice to a young crying. man on the choice of a mistress. It was like a Dear Abby column. Franklin advised, you should prefer old women to young ones. He goes on to explain that older women, they tend to have more dis- discretion and take care of you when you're sick and are cleaner than prostitutes. It's a good low bar there. Yeah. And that there is no hazard of children. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's a fucking dead swamp, yo. Yeah. You're, you're just fucking dump loads, dude. Uh, he also offered that you can't really tell who's old or young when you're in the dark. <laughs> Some man might have slipped in. I don't know, but I went with it. <laughs> God damn, dude. That's that's why he's on the $100 bill. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, that was fun. See, we, we we pulled it off. Yeah, that was a smooth one. We pulled landing. it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, uh, and I'll take that one off. We'll do a full episode on Franklin, but, uh, you know, that's that's a little teaser, I guess, because the shit we covered <laughs> up was the polar opposite of that energy right there. Yeah. And we'll wrap it up with a couple other stories about a couple other fat guys, uh, not from history, but from film history. Um, have you ever heard of the eating habits of uh, or- Orson Welles and Alfred Hitchcock? I mean, I'm the, guessing it's just like cigarettes and bread. Well, I mean, like hey, so eating the cigarettes at that. Yeah, <laughs> eating the cigarettes, smoking the bread. Alfred, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock famously like would order. He would go to like his favorite restaurant and order like like a three course meal. He would get like you know like two petite fillets. Uh, you know, let me see if I can actually find the order. Oh shit! 
They got the order. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're a fat fuck. <laughs> when your when your food habits are so bad, they've been recorded in history. Hell yeah, <laughs> they got it written down on the on the receipt. <laughs> they have it like framed in the, in the restaurant. Hell, oh, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. I would do some shit like that. Oh, you want this receipt? You want this receipt of Alshon Hitchcock? Look at all this shit. <laughs> He ordered the whole menu. He pretty much did. <laughs> the order was like, okay, so like I'll just make it up because I can't find the thing. But his favorite steak apparently was a double filet. So it was like, so he'd have like filet mignon, potatoes, carrots, um, some sort of appetizer, yeah. uh, a, a salad. Uh, then he would have, salad. then he would have like a little, uh, cup, like a cup of ice cream and a slice of like cherry pie. <laughs> and the waiter would be like, all right, that's great. How was your meal? And he'd go, go ahead and do it again. <laughs> and he would do that again. Once around the block. Just again. <laughs> he just, the man loved eating. Orson Welles uh, also loved eating, as you can tell by the end of his career, how much he ballooned up. Um, he would, I guess he was staying with friends because he was kind of between places. He was... Yeah, uh, you know, living with with people that were kind of helping him out, and because uh, he all his money was getting wrapped up in these projects he was doing, but he would always have to have fudge sickles in the freezer, <laughs> and he would just eat them two at a time. Just, Damn. Yeah, he would just constantly pound fudge sickles, um, and the there's that movie uh, uh, Jodorowsky's Dune mm-hmm. about the Dune movie that never got made, and he tells the story you can find it on YouTube where he's like he wanted. Orson Welles to play Baron Harkonnen, who's in the book and in the film, a fat fuck. Like, yeah, he's just, he, yeah. just like this giant balloon, a fat, man. grotesque guy <laughs> who can't even carry himself around. He's got to have, like, things, like, zip him around on anti-gravity things because he can't, you know, move himself <laughs> under his own weight. So uh, he, he was like, I, I got to pitch this to Orson Welles. So he, he, people told him that they could find him in Paris, and they gave him a list of, like, his favorite restaurants. <laughs> and so he, so he got there. He looked around. He saw Welles, and he went to him, and he said, you know, been a great fan of yours for years. I would love for you to play this character in this movie. And Welles didn't know. He was like, I don't know. You know, I just, I'd like to relax and hang out with my friends and eat. And I love this restaurant. The chef is great. And he said, I'll tell you what, Jordi said, if you agree to be in this movie, I'll hire this chef from this restaurant and you'll eat his food every single day. Oh. And like before he even finished the sentence, well, was Wells was like, we're sold American. Like, <laughs> good to go. Yeah. So yeah, we're, you know, so I imagine the people like tracking him down on that list. Like every time they stopped at a restaurant, he wasn't there like, oh, Orson Wells, that fat fuck. He just yeah. ate us out. He just left. <laughs> you tell him Barry's looking for him. The, the, the restaurant's destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like Pac-Man it's ran disheveled. through it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, there's just upturned chairs and half-eaten stuff. There's a bite out of the table. Yeah, chicken bones are all over the place. There's, like, dogs licking at the tablecloths and stuff. Yeah. Goddamn, dude. That shit rocks. I think we talked about the most we've ever eaten before, but mine was definitely that order from Outback. What'd you get? Uh, I've, I I've talked about it this. on the show before, but it was... Uh, Similar to that order, it was a, a filet mignon, the Victoria filet, but it was like the big one. Uh, loaded baked potato, side Caesar salad, a full loaf of their pumpernickel bread. Um, what else? Uh, I also had oh, and a full blooming onion Damn. by myself. Oh, yeah, that was, I felt like that's I was a good afternoon. Die. Dude, I felt <laughs> like I was bad. I bet, bro. Ooh wee, that's holy. Yeah. yeah. Crikey. It, we're talking about war crimes. I mean, that was. Oh, my gosh. That shit was, that shit was horrific, dude. Literally, right? Like, like all literally. That's true <laughs> horrific shit. You, you've gone to town on some Jamaican food you've told me about. Yeah. hate too much Jamaican food. I had curry goat, curry chicken, rice and peas, macaroni and cheese, and a beef patty. Yeah. That's too much starch, too much meat, all that shit. Pause. Too much. <laughs> too much of a lot of a lot of food. It was a lot of food. Yeah. Do you have a sodium headache? Those are the oh, worst. Oh yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. And those those are ones when you just get done, you get the meat sweats. Yeah. And then, oh. you got, then, then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I'm a freaking monster when it comes to like Chinese buffets. Oh yeah. Like I am like the fucking blob, just inhaling everything. And What's your like go-to on section hunt. on the buffet? Ooh, that's tough. It's uh the either like the pan fried dumplings or yeah. like it's called something different everywhere else. Like the general like tosser or like the Hong Kong chicken. 
I had that. General too. Sal? Did you say Tasso? Did I? <laughs> You know, what? I'm not going to blame you for that because we talked about the other week how it's like I hate when Americans and white like white people try to be like, like you know, like I'll have the uh, the flautas, thank you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'll have some tacos. You know? I, I slip back into that so much because like I always said General Tasso, but and it took years General until so. someone Sal? corrected General me. Tos. I would call and order Chinese food and say uh, the General Tasso chicken, please. <laughs> Man, they were laughing. <laughs> I just panic and say, sesame chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Orange chicken. That's all I want. The fried one, you dip, so sweet and sour. <laughs> yeah. Barbecue beef spare ribs. All, all Chinese places also make chicken wings. I know. Like chicken wings, mashed potatoes, mac weird. and cheese. I'll tell you what, though. I dated a girl who, uh, when she would go to a Chinese buffet, she would go straight for the crab legs. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. At a no. buffet? That's insane. That's <laughs> just pure insanity. And she loved them. I was like, you're out of your mind. It's funny because actually today I had Chinese today for lunch. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, and, and one, that Tasso and, chicken. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, one of the co- one of our, co- our co-workers actually wanted the chicken wings. From She got chicken <laughs> she wings? She got the chicken wings for the fucking place. She said, oh, no shit. I was like, yeah, well, it is the best chicken wings you could get prob- probably. Yeah. Which is weird. You would definitely think it was somewhere else, but yeah. But yeah, I, I I was always told like if you want to get good bomb ass chicken wings, go to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I, I don't trust it. Like, no, I'd be good. They, they got you know good. I grill. think they'll be okay. But it's like if I want wings, I don't want to get it from a Chinese I like those place. Those sugar coated fried donuts. Yeah, those uh, yeah. Good. Like, like those bin gay things. What are they called? Bingay. That's what. <laughs> bin, bro, ain't bin gay like a ointment? <laughs> yeah, bin gay. No, I've been gay before. <laughs> <laughs> You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to stay over? A couple of times, actually. <laughs> well, goddamn. I don't know how long I went with the depressing shit, but I think we got enough now. We can take a quick AC break. All right. All right, cool. Because I'm sweating. Yeah, then we got one more to do. <laughs> Donovan's on a lifeline. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. See, this is what sucks about having long pants on. I'm telling you, man, you got to bring shorts. Yeah. I'm adjusting myself like John Lyndon Johnson over here, but. Uh, <laughs> move. Yeah. So, hey, man, <laughs> you got a game. Yes, I do. A fan favorite. Did he drew that? Okay. And since it was just your birthday, okay. it's birthday edition. All right. Oh, shit. You got, you got the cord? You need the cord, right? Oh, yeah. How do I connect now with the new board? Oh, okay. I'll tell you what. Uh, you got to do it via Bluetooth. Okay, donkey. Okay, I th- it says connected. All right. Hit us with it. All right. Hang on, I just got to make sure I get the right one, because there's two. There's a song, but I'm saving that for the Patreon. Yeah. Just making sure I got that. Yeah, make All sure right. y'all, y'all get on the Patreon. That was nice. Darn it. <laughs> you are if you didn't get on the Patreon. Yeah. Say it, Donovan. The fun <laughs> stuff happens on the Patreon. This is all the bummer stuff. <laughs> and next week, I'll pick something funnier. Uh, next week, I think, is the Donner Party. Oh, that's a fun topic. <laughs> it's about the people who ate each other. <laughs> oh, you said Do- Dahmer, like Je- Jeffrey Dahmer. No, yeah. no, Donner. Oh, Don- Donner. Oh. Talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We promise that we'll never cover the Holocaust. How about that? Yes, that's our solemn that's promise. That's a good Thank plan. You. Yes. Smart plan right there. And with that note. <laughs> Hi there. And hey, welcome Drew. back to another installation of insert incorrect title here because apparently I can't get that fucking right. (laughs) So Grandmaster Haven has given me another set of questions for me to answer and challenge you with and bullshit, bullshit. Uh, But this time it is centered all around Kyle because it's his birthday as if the podcast already wasn't already centered around Kyle. (laughs) We're going to make a whole game around it now. Uh, So... The questions that Haven sent to me this week are all Kyle-themed. And let's see if Kyle can get them right. (laughs) Uh, First question, if you could give, if I could give one gift to Kyle, what would it be? Uh, An overall deal to produce movies for A24. Because it would only make sense for A24 to get him because he's independent. But at the same time, just a little bit pretentious. Uh... (laughs) Second option, uh, clippings of George Lucas's beard uh, so he can make, like, those little voodoo dolls and punish him. <laughs> I mean, it would only be appropriate. And third, a 
third month of the $5 Patreon, so he'll have to give me a print, but I will humbly say no because I, I really don't want it. I got too much shit in my apartment. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's not easy to carry the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a lot about me, but I can show you the edit files and the waveforms. It's all me, and then you guys pop up every now and then. Because <laughs> you're always telling stories. Well, I mean, d- bring something to the table like you did today, so fine. All right. um, I'm going to say he probably... The A24 sounds like it came from you, but he did have a lot of contempt about me being pretentious. <laughs> he had a lot of contempt. I'm also not talented enough to make an A24 film, by the way. <laughs> Humble um, brag. I'm not. No, that's not a brag at all. I'm saying I'm not talented enough to do that. <laughs> you know, like I'm, yeah, anyway. So I'm going to say he did, He said the George Lucas one. He said George Lucas? Yeah. Don, what I are was, you going with? I was thinking the last one. That it'll stay on the $5 Patreon tier for another that, month. That makes yeah. sense, too. That would be my second yeah, choice. Yeah, because cause we always hound him about yeah. not, not being on the Patreon, and then he finally is on, is on the Patreon. We hound him for not having his girlfriend mm-hmm. support yeah, that him too. in his yeah. dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, yeah, I'm going on the too. Patreon. All right, you're going Patreon, you're going Lucas, and yep. I want to say for the record that you both each have one win. So whoever wins this game is like going to be ahead again. Oh, okay. <sighs> historically, yeah. you mean? Yes, historically. Okay, gotcha. Donovan can reclaim his title. Yeah. Kyle, or Kyle, Kyle pulls out. A, a two, a two pulls out. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see what the answer was. And the correct answer is the $5 page. Yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> let that ride for another month. Happy birthday, buddy. That's my gift to you. Uh, next question. <laughs> You're taking the gang out for a birthday dinner for Kyle. Where would you go? First option, a classy joint where Kyle can smoke a cigar and regale us of tales like the grandpa we love him to be. Um, those Pennsylvania mines he was talking about like a while ago. So he can make fun of northern people while having an all-natural readily sourced fire for his pipe. <laughs> Uh, third option, the forest moon of Endor. Um, I mean, those fucking Ewoks tried to eat our people, so now we eat them. Huh. <laughs> the last one sounds like it came from Drew. That's very, that's very Drew heavy. <laughs> I think, I think the first one just because the cigar is the classy joint, the cigar. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going number one. You're going with classy joint. Yeah. Uh. I'm saying Forest Mood of Endor. No, because that sounds like a throwaway one the more I think about it. I like making fun of people with Pennsylvania <laughs> accents. So let's go with door number two. Door number two. <laughs> let's find out. And the correct option is the Pennsylvania Mines. Um, All right. Boom. One I mean, for one. What better birthday bash to throw for Kyle than just a bunch of shit talking? I mean, we can even like... <laughs> set up a bunch of mics because he loves doing that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's all I got for that. Um, next question. You're in charge of getting the entertainment together for Kyle's birthday. Who slash what do you get? First option, Ryan Reynolds to do a strip tease. <laughs> and I'll use every ounce of my being to not run up and just tear his clothes off prematurely. I think I'm going to have David Lynch in charge of the buffet spread and then make comments gross. on everyone's choices. <laughs> I've been getting into uh, no David Lynch <laughs> clips lately, so uh, viable option. Um, <laughs> you should pick or that Pilk one. Films Breaking hate watch one. party. Need I say more? A Pilk Films hate watch party? Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> that would be the gift that keeps on giving. Hmm. Donovan's deep in thought. He's he's trying to put himself in Drew's mind. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it sounded like he broke through and kind of hinted at the answer on this. Uh, it's not. I'm thinking door number two, but I don't know. Door number three looks is enticing though. Dude, yeah, because, it does. Because, because that's like real. That would be a fun time. It, it just. Laugh. Yeah, we we've done that. We we yeah. did. We have. <laughs> we really have. Um, fuck it. I'm going pilk. You're going pilk. I'm going pilk too. Two pilks. 
And the question and the the answer is the <laughs> Pilk film. Hey! Party. The answer Need is I the say question. <laughs> People seem to put so much stock into like astrology, star signs, lunar new year. All that bullshit. Fucking hate it all. He made it his own. Like he created an error. But theoretically speaking, if I were to buy into that shit, <laughs> uh, what would I think Kyle's spirit animal would uh-huh. be? Uh, hyena, because the three of us just laugh at the dumbest shit sometimes. And Haven and I are also hyenas in this situation. I felt so bad he left you out. Uh, next uh, option, a okay. shark. He's. I mean, he's always looking forward, uh, but he's always feared, you know? What? Or uh, <laughs> he'd be his dog. He's so fun-loving and excitable and cute. Just adorable. I want to be Gert, so I'm going with that one. It's also Caitlin's dog, but I'm her stepdog step dad. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> you signed the papers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm Gert just out of love, but the shark thing almost sounded like a compliment, <laughs> a, a rare half compliment from Drew that I'm always looking forward. <laughs> but I'm just praying I get. And you, then, and then he, the, then he followed it up with, um, but I'm feared also. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how I'm feared. I don't think anybody fears me. <laughs> hey. I think certain topics are feared around you. <laughs> Like what? Like Star Wars, the big one. Oh, yeah. I alienate a lot of people when I yeah. talk about movies. <laughs> I'm very opinionated. Um, I don't know, man. The Gert one sounds... It's, yeah. It really is... Mm. But you said you said Gert, right? I said yeah, Gert, yeah. he said Gert. Uh, let's go hyenas. You're going Cause, hyenas. Because we do laugh a lot. All right, hang on. I feel like it's going to be Gert. And, uh... Correct answer is hyenas. A good time with the podcast. Donovan pulls ahead. <laughs> all of us are just cackling at sometimes just the dumbest shit, but yeah. it's great. <laughs> Not this <And> episode. <laughs> I love see- I love seeing you happy, bro. <laughs> Next question. Um, since happy birthday costs too much money to play. And I am a broke bitch. Uh, <laughs> what song would you sing to the birthday boy? Um, Brandy, because Kyle, you're a fine guy. And what a great guy you'll be. I don't know. I'm not a. Do I look like Weird Al to you? No. Uh, the one that you love, because even under all the fuck yous and the times that you call me Pete Davidson. <laughs> I truly do love you, Kyle. Aww. Or the fuck you thunder song from Ted, but replace all the times they say thunder with Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. You, you can, can suck, suck my dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going with Wait, Ted. You're going with that, Ted? That was it, That was it, right? The three answers? Yeah, I'm going what with What was Ted. the first two? Uh, the first one was Brandy, mm-hmm. and the second one was... Uh, what is that noise? Uh, I, I think it's it, me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck, I forget the second one. Shit. Uh, no, wait. We'll think. We'll think of it. It was. Um, oh, it was. Um, like I love you. Like all or all my love to you. Oh yeah. Because yeah. under all the fuck yous, he loves. I you. don't. But here's the thing. I'm throwing out the brandy one because that was used in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So I'm ruling that as having come from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Say, but you've been on record saying that's your favorite song too. That's true. That's like Ooh, one of my favorite songs yeah. ever. <laughs> I might be being swayed, but yeah, I'm going to say Brandy. Brandy? And Donovan, you're I, going yeah, with? Go, I'm going with uh, Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. That one's the one I think is going to be it, though. <laughs> but I'm still saying Brandy. Sounds the most appropriate. <laughs> I think I'm kind of giving away the answer there. Donovan wins it. <laughs> and the answer is the Probably the obvious of the <laughs> milk and <shit>. thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and last question: uh, oh, What kind of cake would you make for Kyle for his birthday? Kyle deserves. I mean, Kyle deserves the best. <laughs> I'd have a world class pastry chef construct a tower made from elegant buttercream and chiffon. 
<laughs> or uh, just like a fancy grocery store cake because uh, I mean I don't want to be nice, but <laughs> sometimes I'm a lazy fuck. <laughs> also, don't have the skill. Or do I think that Kyle is just a basic ass white boy? So he gets a two-tier vanilla cake with vanilla ice cream to match. Ew. <laughs> That's, the, the hate on that. Yeah. That was some stank on that one. <laughs> I'm saying grocery store cake. Yeah, That's I what saying, I would actually have. I would I would actually say, grocery, grocery store cake. Yeah. Grocery, grocery store, store cake is my favorite because yeah. I am basic? poverty-stricken. Well, I was going to say basic. <laughs> yeah, that too. A- ain't nothing wrong with it. Hmm. And the correct answer is a fancy grocery store yeah. cake. Boom! Yeah. Those things are never half bad. I mean, I don't know what kind you like. I can find out later. But, I mean, going to the grocery store and just getting out like one of them fancy pre-made cakes for you. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I definitely would not want to serve you any abomination that I attempt to make. So, uh, Publix or Winn-Dixie can do just fine. I don't even know Winn-Dixie make cakes. I don't know if they do. Donovan reclaims his title as champion. Donovan's got the belt. Of did he drew that? Yeah. How's it feel, champ? The champ is here. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hell yeah. That was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. For real. I, I only got I only pulled it by one, right? Yeah, because yeah, you cause, were ahead yeah. by one. Yeah. And then we both got then we both said the same mm-hmm. one for the last one. Two times in a row, you both were right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I, I like that game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Good. I like it. It's fun. All right. Well, uh, see you guys on the Patreon if you want to cough up a dollar. Bitches. <laughs>